Welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. I know it still works because it's working on me right now. Amen. Would you stand again for the reading of the word of God? Lord, how we thank you for the spoken, for the written, for the living word of God. Teach our minds, control our emotions, direct our wills, govern our behavior, and in the process, transform our lives. For we ask these things in the strong and perfect name of Jesus, who is the Christ. And the people of God said, Amen. Book of Acts, chapter 2. Book of Acts, chapter 2. Continuing our thematic thrust under the title power and today we're going to be looking at power to the people part two I'm trying to figure out where I left off when the day of Pentecost arrived chapter two I'm sorry I I'm going to get to that. Chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. Amen. I love it that y'all want to know where is this man coming from? Amen. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on them, on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together. And they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one of us or each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, uh, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, Mocking said, 
they are filled with new wine. <laughs> but Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. This is the word of God. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. I am, I am uh, grasped by the collar as I read this narrative of the account of when the Holy Spirit fell on these 120 believers in that upper room. I am mind blown that <clears throat> the first time that the spirit of God's presence fell on a group of people simultaneously uh, who were all followers or believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, at this moment in history, uh, we are witnessing via the word of God um, the move of the spirit, not just on humanity, but in humanity. Consequently, as a result of this experience, the church was born. Uh, the church was born. And it has been said and suggested that the church at her birth was the church at her best. This encounter between God the Spirit and humanity literally changes the world. And I want to submit to us that the same Spirit who indwelled and empowered those 120 believers is the same Holy Spirit that empowers us today. Same Spirit, same Holy Ghost that empowered Peter and the gang empowers us. So I thought it would be helpful, since we looked last week at pretty much verses 1 through 13, I thought it would be helpful today to at least read 1 through 13 in our hearing as we now get ready to move into the second part of this, of this series uh, or rather of this uh, well, series uh, entitled Power to the People. Power to the People. Um, it is not lost on me that as Luke describes the atmosphere, um, he helps us to recognize the international implications uh, 
of the Spirit's work. This was not merely on one people group. This, this was not merely on one subsection of society. This was not just the rich and the famous. This was not just, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the do-gooders. This was not one uh, people group in this text, but you will notice that this was, uh, in a very real sense, an international uh, move of God. In verse 9, it says, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and, and proselytes, meaning both those who were natural born Jews as well as those who had become Jews because they embraced Judaism. And it, all go, it goes on also to say Cretans and Arabians. It is, it is, it is a, it is a um, United Nations experience. And what's significant about all of these people groups being mentioned is the fact that the Spirit of God has no partiality. He, 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 he has no The only requirement to be empowered by the Spirit of God is that one be a follower of Jesus Christ. I need us to hear that right there. Uh, they didn't do anything other than they were, they were present at the right time and they were in the midst of the spirit of God's movement. He, he had already moved on the 120, and, and because the move was so impactful, uh, and because there were so many thousands of people who had converged on Jerusalem uh, to observe the Passover, um, that, that it was a perfect storm of opportunity uh, meeting the will of God. And when the will of God poured out the spirit of God, it, it, it became such a, a, a massive uh, uh, eye-opening, mind-blowing experience that, that the people uh, who, who, were, who were, so to speak, in the audience, uh, the Bible says they were amazed and perplexed. Have you ever been amazed and perplexed at the same time? Have you ever, uh, like on the one hand, had your mind blown because of how awesome a thing is, while at the same time being confused? They didn't know what was going on. Nothing like this had ever happened. And I want to submit to us. That, that, that while there is a predictable pattern to the participation of people, uh, uh, there is uh, no way uh, to anticipate or at least predict what God is up to next. Sometimes we want to box God in into, 
into what he has already done. And to be sure, what he's already done uh, is significant. But, but the reality is, uh, is that God is still able right now uh, to do a new thing in your situation. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know who needs a new thing. But I just believe that, that, that the life that God intends for us to live on this planet uh, is not a life of boredom. It's not a life of routine. It's not a life of, of, of going through the motions. I believe that, that God has called us and, yea, empowered us to, 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 to have an adventure on a daily basis. When's the last time you had an adventure with God? When's the last time you that that God just just blew your mind? He he just did something so amazing. He did something so unusual. He he did something so godlike uh, that that you had to stop in your tracks and scratch your head uh, and say, "Now that was God right there." Have have you had God to do that in your life recently? So after, after naming all of the people groups that were there, by the way, I need us to be, to, 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 to be aware of the fact that, that these were people who had converged on Jerusalem from the then known world. Uh, uh, and these were people who were from Asia. These were people who were from what we would call now Europe as a whole. Uh, but that's not all that was there. There were some brothers and sisters. Oh, no, no. There were some black folk in the house. There were some brown folk, some Italians in the house. They were people from all over the then known world. But please appreciate with me the fact that the black presence was right here at Pentecost. There have been times when, when in, in the history of these United States uh, that, that the majority culture, at least the majority at that time, uh, would, would, would have us to believe that, that we were nowhere in the Bible. Or if we were somewhere there, uh, it was in a negative context. But, but the Bible I read right here says... That, that there were some, some brothers from Egypt. Last time I checked, Egypt was on the continent of Africa. There were was, there was, there was parts, people who were from uh, Libya. Last time I checked, Libya was in Africa. There was, there was a section of Libya t called Cyrene. And you remember there was a brother by the name of Simon that, they, that, that helped carry the cross of Jesus. Guess where Simon, Simon was from? Africa. So don't you dare believe uh, the propaganda that, uh, that, uh, that Christianity is a religion that only belonged to the blonde hair, blue eyed people. Fact about it, you wanna keep pushing me like this. 
when you when you when you background check Jesus is all I got to say is he looked more like me than he looked like them. And I grew up just like many of you did in going to my elders' houses that had a picture of Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy, sometimes Robert Kennedy, and inevitably a, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus, which doesn't even match the, the description of Jesus. His hair looked like mine right now, mine and Keisha's. <laughs> just as beautiful as she wants to be isn't it amazing how we bought into that 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 you know Jesus looked like uh uh who looks like that uh Brad Pitt no I think he looked more like me and Idris Elba Lest I hold you too long. So all of these people from everywhere came together to observe the Passover. And consequently, uh, they, 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 and mind you, Passover was a yearly experience. But something happened on this Passover. <laughs> can, can, can you imagine, you know, saying, you know, this year, I'm not going to the Passover this year. I think I'm going to sit it out because, you know, I went last year and the year before that. And as a matter of fact, I've been going every year. But, but this year, I'm just a little busy. I'm just not going to make it this year. Okay, man. All right. And everybody else goes. <laughs> and when they come back home, dog, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to tell you this. You missed the wrong Passover. You, you never know what you're going to miss when you choose to miss. That's a word for somebody. I don't know who. But, 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 but now here's, 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 the, here's the dilemma here. Look, the text says uh, in verse 12, well, first of all, let me tell you what they did. So, so here's what I notice about the Spirit's presence in, as communicated in this text. Um, it, says, it says these people in verse 5 were they were dwelling in Jerusalem and it talks about who they were they were devout men from every nation under heaven and then notice it says verse 6 at this sound that is the sound of the people speaking in the languages that let me re, let me be clear the sound of the 120 who were in the upper room where the spirit of god first uh, empowered them indwelled them uh, uh, and as they are speaking, uh, they, th the Bible says, at this sound, the multitude, that is, all of the nations who had converged, the sound, at this sound, the multitude did what? Came together. I can, I got to say something right here. When the spirit of the Lord has made his presence known there is a coming together I, 
We are in such a divisive era in our nation, in the world, and even in our churches. So divisive. So, um, 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 I don't like the way they doing it. So much, we never did it like that before. So much trauma and drama and, 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 and preferences. But, but when the Spirit of God has truly indwelled, empowered a person and they, they, they are submissive to that Spirit's presence, there will be a coming together. Oh my God, there will be a coming together. There, there won't be uh, you sitting in my seat. There won't be, uh, I really don't want to sit next to her. I, there won't be any of that. There will be the opposite of that. There will be an embracing. There will be a loving. There will be a sharing and a caring. Mm. So, so notice that they came together. They were all bewildered. Why? Because each one was hearing them, that is the 120, hearing them speak what? In his own language. How do you explain that? Every time I have to call a business or a service provider and speak to a human. I need the Holy Spirit to interpret. I'm not hating on anybody. It's not a judgment call. I just don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, every now and then I have to vent. Um, but they were hearing each one of them speak in his own language. Verse 7 says, and they were amazed and astonished. They were amazed and astonished. They, they were mind blown. Watch this. Saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Now, now here they were suggesting that, that the Galileans were not the people you would expect to be bilingual. <laughs> This is not the group that, that, that was known for producing linguists. The Galileans were, were good people, but simple people. They were, they were they, many of them were fishermen by trade or what have you. They were not known to be scholars. They were hard workers. They were all of that. But, 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 but when the Spirit of God empowered them he gave them capacities that they were not born with but they were born again with let me tell you something beloved I'm not saying today you're gonna start speaking in Japanese or any other language but I am suggesting that when the Spirit of God has empowered you and let me put a, a pen right there he empowers you the moment you invite Jesus to be your Savior somebody say amen right there the moment you put your trust in Jesus, at that moment, you also get access to the Spirit of God. 
And so here they are now. They, 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 they are mind blown. They are amazed and astonished. And now they're saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Because we don't understand how they're doing this. But then there's another question, so to speak. <laughs> not only do they say, aren't these Galileans speaking? But then verse 8 says, and how is it that we hear each in our own native language? The place we've come from, we are hearing people in our language. And I'm not quite sure, i got to be honest, I don't know if... If the miracle was the people in the upper room are speaking these languages, or if the people on the street, so to speak, were hearing what they were saying in their language. You, 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 you get the, 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 my dilemma here? I don't know if, if Peter and them were somehow empowered to speak, as I said a moment ago, bilingually, trilingually, what have you, or if the, the miracle was that the people who were hearing them were hearing them in their own language. They were maybe speaking uh, uh, Hebrew or Aramaic, whatever, but they heard them in Italian. I don't know. Scripture doesn't, it, 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 I, don't, I don't know is all I'm saying right there. What I do know is, however it happened, they heard what they needed to hear to understand that, that, that something supernatural has taken place. Have you ever been in the presence where you just know the supernatural has taken place? And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Drop down to verse, to verse um, 12. It says, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Right? They, they're asking each other, man, what, 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 what happened here? What's going on here? How, what does this thing mean? That's a legitimate question. But look at the other question. Verse 13, but others, <laughs> mocking, said, they are filled or full with new wine. They were mocking him. And do you not know that it's a dangerous thing to mock moves of God? Let me be honest. Growing up in church all my life, because this is pre-salvation for me, but um, I used to be in church, and people would shout. Anybody ever heard of people shouting? And back then, I don't know what happened now, but back then, people would shout um, <laughs> You know why we have ushers in church? Yeah, not just to help you find a seat, but, but, but in the black church context, when folks would shout, sometimes it would be so intense that they would require aid 
in order to either, I guess, keep them from hurt, hurting themselves or keep them from hurting somebody else, right? And, and when a person was showing up shouting, it might take two or three ushers. I know this is, this is a strange phenomenon to you. Uh, but, but, but I'll be honest, when I used to see that happening, and depending on who it was, I couldn't help but to laugh. I couldn't help but to laugh. Me and my friends, we'd be sitting around talking about, look, look, look at her over there, look at her over there. Oh, my, look at him. Look at, and and it, it became a sport to us. So I'm confessing that we have, I've been guilty of mocking people who are experiencing and enjoying the presence of God. But it was so funny back then. And, and, and so I'm suggesting to us that, that when these fellas or people in verse 13 uh, see what's happening and they are now mocking, uh, notice what happened. They mocked and said they are filled with new wine. You see, what happens to carnal people uh, is that they tried to explain the supernatural in natural terms. Hmm. And it, don't, it didn't stop in this day. There, there are people, I'm sure, sitting in the house right now, maybe not sitting in your seat, but the seat next to yours, who when they see the music ministry or the band or, or even the hands of grace or anybody in here having their own personal experience and expression with God will have some snide remark under their breath. They will have sometimes some, some uh, 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 criticism or cynicism about the authenticity of people and how they, in, how they enact or interact with God. That's a dangerous place to be. You don't ever want to find yourself in a position where you are making mockery of things of God. Matter of fact, you don't ever want to treat lightly things of God. You can mean well and treat things of God in a way that can get you dead. Let me see if I can make some sense of that. You, you remember a man by the name of Uzzah? Yeah, Uzzah was, uh, was, was a part of David's, David the king's uh, uh, court. He was a part of, of, of David's court. And, uh, and they were moving the Ark of the Covenant uh, from one place uh, back to Jerusalem. And uh, they incorrectly uh, put the, the Ark of the Covenant on a cart when God already told them how to transport the Ark of the Covenant. You're supposed to put that on poles and put those poles on shoulders and move it like that. But they wanted to go the convenient route and they put it on a cart. And consequently, uh, the cart, uh, the, 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 the horse or the mule that was pulling the cart pulled it through a muddy spot. And when the cart got into the muddy spot, uh, the Ark of the Covenant began to sort of slip off a little bit. And Uzzah, his knee-jerk reaction, which may have been mine, he put his hand on the cart. And immediately, God killed him. Why? Because touching the Ark of the Covenant was designated for certain people to do. 
When you put your hands on holy things, when you're not holy, you put yourself in danger. Oh, my God. I want you to hear this. Don't treat lightly that which God has designated as his own. Uh, don't treat lightly. Whether it's an Ark of the Covenant, whether it's the man of God, or whether it's a child of the Lord's. Don't, 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 don't. Don't put your hands on it. Don't put your mouth on it. You put yourself, perhaps your family, in peril. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. I got to give us three main principles and take my seat. Um, because notice in verse 13 it says, but others mocking said they are filled with new wine. Verse 14, we have another but to rebut the but. But Peter, standing with the 11, <laughs> lifted up his voice and addressed them. Uh, he's, addressed, he's addressing uh, the ones who said, what's going on? And he's addressing the ones who said, I know what's going on. They drunk. He addresses both. And, and, and what I want to suggest to us is that the fact that it's Peter doing the talking is a miracle in and of itself. You, you remember Peter's journey, right? This is the same Peter that just over 50 days, 51 or so days ago, denied three times that he knew Jesus. So you're a denier over a month, almost two months ago, but now you're standing <laughs> and addressing, uh, quote unquote, preaching the word of God. I, I, I need somebody, see somebody should already come down the road, up the road, and met me there because uh, you, you, you've got a past that says you're not qualified to do this. You've got something going on in your yesterday <laughs> that disqualified, that discredits you doing anything for God. But you know what I love about God? God masters, he majors in qualifying disqualified people. You know I know? Because you're looking and listening to one right now. He, he specializes in taking crooked sticks and hitting straight licks. Y'all ain't from the country. Y'all don't even know what that means. He, he, he masters, he majors in taking people who have failed and making them successes. Oh, golly. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I was trying to get us somewhere before the organ player came. Because, because when I think about how God took this nappy-headed boy from the Fifth Ward section of Houston, Texas, uh, who, who, who was in church all of his 21 years uh, and did not know Jesus. And they had the nerve to make me a junior deacon. They had the nerve to just believe there was something in me that they really hadn't seen. But one day, <laughs> I gave my life 
to the Lord. I, I know this is not in the text, but I, I need you to understand that I'm identifying with Peter. One day I gave my life to the Lord, and the Lord picked me up, cleaned me up, put a word in my mouth, and, and, and from that day till now, he has qualified me. I'm not qualified by degrees on the wall. I want to get them, but I don't have them. At least I ain't got that many of them. I'm not qualified because I'm, I'm special or because I'm this or I'm that. I'm qualified only because he chose to choose. Somebody here, you, you, you've been on the sidelines because your, your life has not been picture perfect. Because, because you made some mistakes. Because you've been down some wrong roads. Because, because, just because. And I'm here to tell you, bro. I'm here to tell you, sis. Every reason you come up with that you ought not be used by God. God is saying to you, yeah, yeah, I, I know about that when I nailed that one to the cross. <laughs> Everything you come up with, oh yeah, I know about that one, yeah. That, that's nailed on the cross. Yeah, I, yeah but, but, but you don't know what, oh yeah, I know about that. And, uh, yeah, that was bad, but guess what? I nailed that to the cross. I need somebody in this house right now that knows that every doggone sin, every sin of omission, every sin of commission, and every sin of a bad disposition, everyone uh, has been nailed to the cross. As a matter of fact, uh, before the foundation of the world, God looked down the corridors of time and saw you and saw the mess that you were making. And God said, I still want to use her. I still want to use him. I still believe I can change the world even through this messed up man. Watch what I do. I'm going to take his sins. I'm going to take his mistakes. I'm going to take his failures. I'm going to take everything that he does wrong and everything that he has the wrong attitude and everything that he messes up with. I'm going to nail those to the cross. I'm going to put those on the shoulders of Jesus. And Jesus, when he dies, every sin, every mistake, every failure will die with him. Aren't you glad that all of your sins, your yesterday sins, your today sins, your tomorrow sins have already been paid for, already been atoned for, already have been washed away. I'm glad today that my sins have been washed. 60 years of sins. Matter of fact, if I live another 60, that'd be 120 years of sins that have been washed, washed, washed. What can wash me white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious 
the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know but the blood of Jesus. Have you been washed in the blood? Have you been cleansed in the blood? Have you been delivered because of the blood? I dare you right now to think about what the Lord has brought you through, what the Lord has saved you from. Anybody in the house got a testimony? I dare you right now to stand on your feet and praise my God. I dare you right now to give him glory. Would you dare wave your hands? Would you dare open your mouth? Would you dare shout for joy? I'm so glad that he saved me, that he delivered me, that he washed me white as snow. I may not be all that I ought to be, but I thank God that I'm not what I used to be. Is there anybody in the house that's a used to be? Used to be drug addict? Used to be alcoholic? Used to be a, a liar? Used to be an adulterer? Used to be, used to be, used to be, but thanks be to God that the things that I used to be, the things that I once was, I'm not as much of that as I used to be. And day by day, I'm getting a little bit better. I might slip and fall sometimes, but when I fall, I fall in the hands of the man from Galilee. Oh, bless the Lord with me and thank him for all his benefits. Anybody here got to thank you, Jesus? Anybody here got to praise the Lord? Don't you dare take the Lord's praise home with you. You better use it right now. You better give it right now. God has been too good. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I worship you. Right now, I ain't waiting till I get home. I ain't waiting till I get in the car. I got to give it. I got to give you glory. You might look and you might laugh, but you don't know like I know what the Lord has brought me through. I got a reason. I've got a right to praise the Lord. Anybody gonna praise him with me? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If you got good religion, Show some sign. He 
He's worthy right now. He's worthy right now. He's worthy right now. And if he never does anything else, he's already, he's already, he's already done enough. I'm just going to thank him for what he's already done. I'm going to praise him for what he's already done. Oh, God. I don't know how that happened. I was just talking about Peter. I had a whole outline. But the Spirit of God I told you from the jump street, when the Spirit of God moves, he doesn't have to ask for permission. He doesn't care about homiletical structure. He just makes himself known. He makes his presence known. And he wants to do that on a on a moment-by-moment -moment basis in our lives. It may not be all or always high praise per se, but when the Spirit of God operates in your life, it will always be in harmony with Scripture. It will always create an atmosphere of unity and it will always communicate clearly clear language so that even others can understand oh he's been so good to us he's been so good to us he has been so good to us. While you're standing. The Spirit of God wants to unify this family. He wants to unify this family. This, this ministry. We got too many factions. We got too many too many who know what the pastor, the ministry ought to be doing or ought not to be doing. The last time I checked, 
That's still God's job. God is able to correct. God is able to change the course. God is able. He's, he can handle his business. And the church is his business. Our job is to faithfully execute the assignment that he's given us. And when we are busy doing that, we'll have far less time to pick apart everything you don't like. Last time I checked, she still, that is the church, belongs to Christ. Last time I checked, now, I, you know. I wonder what we would look like as a unit. I wonder. I wonder what we would look like as a cohesive, loving, supportive, non-judgmental unit where we just where we just bleed love. That's the kind of environment I want to be in. Where we just there's just love that flows. Anybody want to see that in, 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 in the Lord's church? So look at here. If you're not an active member here, there ain't no shade thrown at you at all. We respect your choice. If you're, if you're already a part of another ministry, another church, we respect that. We're glad you're here just to hang out with us. We're on the same team as far as I'm concerned. We're on team Jesus. We're on team kingdom. Oh, yeah. But just in case you're here and you're without a covering of a pastor and a support system of a family, and you want to change that today, you, you want to be in an environment where you'll be accepted as you are. We grew up after the sermon, always hearing the song, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. Uh, if you want to be a part of that kind of ministry, I think you found your spot. I think you found a spot. Now let me just tell you up front, if you're looking for a perfect ministry, a perfect pastor, do not join here. Do not. Do not join here. Tell them, y'all, don't join here. There's nobody perfect in this place but Jesus himself. There's no celebrities here but Jesus himself. But if you want to be a part of something that's growing, a ministry that's loving, caring, sharing, and what we are now is what we are going to become. We stand on solid foundation, stop solid ground. I stand in great shoes and upon great shoulders. But we're going somewhere. We're growing somewhere. And we want to invite you to come along 
on the journey. So if you're here right now, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Sometimes I do this, sometimes I don't. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. If you need a place to worship with a pastor that will hold you accountable, that will feed you with knowledge and understanding, I want you to be a part of this family. I'd love to be your pastor. We'd love to be your family. If that's you, you want to come, you can come right now. You can come right down the aisle right now if you want to. We'd love to have you. Matter of fact, we're going to start celebrating even now. Come on, let's praise God now. If that's you, if that's you. Matter of fact, do me a favor. Just look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, you want to be a part of this ministry? Come on, I'll walk down with you. I'll walk down with you. I'll walk down with you. You want, to, you want to come to this ministry? You want to come back to this ministry? You want to be, accept Christ? Whatever you want to do, you can do it right here. Anybody sitting next to somebody that looks like they want to make a decision? Thank you for worshiping with us today. Thank you to our music ministry, our band. Thank you for these graduates, for the Judson Student Ministries, our administrative staff, our media team, Hands of Grace, deacons, deaconess, preachers, ministers, and all. We praise God for you. Between now and next time, in fact, this Wednesday, I'm going to be praying that, that God would reveal himself to you through the person and power of his wonderful Holy Spirit and that as a result of being here today, your life won't ever be the same. Go in grace, go in peace is our prayer. I want to do something different. Sister Brown, come with me down this way. I want to greet y'all going out this way this time. I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see what happens. Did I say the benediction yet? And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of your wonderful Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Let the people of God say amen. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.